Welcome to the Disney Parks Podcast with your hosts, Tony Castlenova from DisneyByTheNumbers.com and Parkhopper John from WDWParkhoppers.com. Keep your hands, arms, feet, and legs inside the podcast at all times and get ready for the Disney Parks Podcast. And now, Disney Parks Podcast News. All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome. We are so glad that you were here. We have got a wonderful show. Tony just got back from Destination D, the celebration of all things Mickey Mouse, mm-hmm. and just a few park announcements. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. There's a ton of park announcements, uh, but we're going to talk about his experience. I'm going to ask him some questions about it, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm assuming that we're not going to be talking a lot about a lot of the park announcements because we're going to say that. Yeah, we're the, gonna, we have a lot of those. Yeah, so yeah. by the time you hear this show, you will have already heard about all the announcements because this will come out after right. everything. So let's talk about Destination D. Uh, what was Destination D, a celebration of Mickey? Yeah, Uh yeah, Destination Day is Celebration of Mickey. Yeah, yeah. that's what they were So how, how was it? Oh, just hang on. On a scale of 1 to 10, Ooh. overall, just just answer this. On a, Overall, how was it this year? I'm going to say around a 7. Compared to previous years? Around a 7. Really? Yeah. No, no They've improvement? They've done better. They've done better? They've done better. But not this year? Not this year. This was, I, I think this was tough because they wanted to make it all about Mickey Mouse. And I get that. But there were some things that were very interesting and some things that were not interesting. And that's why it's a seven. What were the, what were the, uh, I'll go ahead and be devil's advocate. Yeah, what sure. were the non-interesting things? All right, so. Because uh, I'll say the interesting yeah. things for the end. I love Becky Klein, who runs, great. The, runs the archives. Right. I think she's a very knowledgeable, fascinating woman. But she continuously does these things called weird dot, dot, dot. You know, whatever that Destination D or Expo is about, she'll do something, you know, weird dot, dot, dot. So weird Mickey Mouse? So weird Mickey Mouse stuff. The first 10 years of uh, yeah. meet and greet Mickey Mouse when they had like the, the, the triangle face. And, yeah. The and terrifying that was, Mickey. That was the third thing. Like she followed, uh, she right after Bob's announcement. There was one other presentation, and then bam, we got hit with this. Uh-huh. And everybody's like, "What? Why are we going right into weird Mickey Mouse? Why don't we talk about all the good things Mickey Mouse has done, and then tell us about the weird things that right. Mickey Mouse has done?" Right. You know. So that that was uh, that was what uh, that and a, bu- a couple other things that were like, really, yeah. And what drove us all. Crazy. Crazy. The la- Well, one of the last things they did was uh, a whole really long presentation on the runaway train. Which we were all like, oh, this will be great. This will be fantastic. Because Bob talked about 10 seconds about it. And we're like, so these guys went into some details of the design of it. But didn't show us anything. No... I mean, they showed us the concept art of the ride vehicle, and I'll tell you my theory on that. Uh, but just really nothing of what's going to be in there. So for, that was the whole presentation? How long was that presentation? It was from 3.15 to 4 p.m. 
So a 45-minute presentation. Uh, sound design. Oh, jeez. Uh, yeah. Uh, and here's the ride vehicle. Oh, my God. A concept art that we've all seen. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my gosh. That lasted five minutes. Yeah. So then they had to fill 40 minutes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so my, uh, I, I, I don't think, when you see the ride vehicle concept art, yeah, it's a train engine and two cars, right? Uh-huh. I believe that it's still the great movie ride vehicles. Absolutely. They put a engine on the first one and then the other two are now the ride vehicles ride vehicles yeah yeah i mean they there was no construction inside they left the whole track they just put stuff where the old stuff was they gutted they gutted the building and kept the ride track the same Mm -hmm. that makes sense yeah i I was expecting a little more of course you were (laughs) i have higher expectations always do yeah i'm not saying that's a bad thing i'm just like Right. When, unless they're going to demolish something, mm-hmm. like gutting a building, mm-hmm. you know, I don't really, I don't hold out high expectations for much of anything. Like right. Star Tours 2, Star Tours, the the journey, the adventure continues. Mm. They didn't change anything except they added a couple films. Yeah. They changed out robots right. in the front and they plussed up the uh, the 3D a little bit. Yeah. Which is great. All that stuff is great. But, you know, Disney was pumping it up like it was like the second coming of a ride vehicle. Yeah. And it's the same experience. It's kind of hard for me to get jacked up about that. So, yeah. Yeah. but hey, better than tearing it down and, you know. I, know. I so, think a better building there to project on would be nice. Mm, yeah. It's got a lot of weird yeah. shapes to it. Yeah. Anyway. So, uh, all right, so then, uh, all right, so it was Weird Disney. Then there was an uh, animation academy with uh, Mark Henn. So Mark Henn is the one who did the Mickey Mouse uh, with the balloons for the, the 90th birthday, that picture mm-hmm. that we all know and love now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he came out and uh, kind of drew uh, a character with us, you know, showed us how to draw a character, like back in the old days, like you would at the right. studios. Right, right. Now, th- I have to say, everybody would probably be saying, well, what the hell did you draw? Well, they gave us all sketch pads and pencils. Right. Nobody, I mean, not nobody. They, everybody that picked them up on Friday left them in their hotel rooms because they didn't think they were going to need them for Saturday and Sunday. Right. So. Oh, well. Uh, it was pretty good. That was short. That's a short thing. Uh, then they did a Mickey Mouse Club moment. So they showed like a clip of the 1955 Mickey Mouse Club, which was a lot of fun to see that in I'll color. Bet. Oh, really? They yes, colorized it? Colorized it. Yeah. Wow. I bet then the next, Funicello looked amazing in color. Yeah, yeah they all did. Uh, the next one was really, really good. This was the voices of the Fab Three. And this was Brett Iwan doing Mickey Mouse and Bill Farmer doing his Pluto and Goofy. Nice. You know, so how did they get to the character? How did they, they couldn't they couldn't fly in Minnie Mouse? I think Brett does that too. No. He does. Somebody else does that. Uh, no, I, I think they're too cheap. Um, but these two are, you know, really funny people to begin with. I mean, uh, we've had Farmer on the show. He used to do stand-up. That's how he got started in the biz. Right. And branched out to that. And, and Brett's very funny, too. Uh, but it was really, this was a lot of fun to listen to these guys. You know, and they were doing the voices right on the stage, which I was shocked that they allowed. But 
It's their event. Right. <laughs> you know, they are Disney, so. Right. You know, because they, I don't think they really like the voices done outside of the character. Yeah, that you makes know, sense. To keep the illusion going, yeah. but. In the pro wrestling world, it's called kayfabe. Oh, yeah? You know, they don't talk about the real life of, mm. you know, they, they. Yeah. Yeah, they, kay, they kayfabe it. Yeah. Uh, the next one was called uh, Archiving the Show Mouse of the World. And I, this is so boring, I can't even tell you what it was about. What? Yeah. That's how boring it was. <laughs> Yikes. Then they had the uh, Mickey Mouse Club moment from 1977. Okay. Okay, which was a lot of fun. Uh, the next one was Collecting Mickey, the true original. So this was... You know, vinylmations and pins, it, you know, all merchandise stuff that, you know, consumer products puts Mickey on, you know, everything but toilet paper and coffins. And I think coffins are coming. Right. Um, this was a little interesting because this is uh, – it was interesting because this is uh, how they get inside our heads. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I mean, literally, if you're a Disney fan – you have some kind of addiction to collecting something. Right. Popcorn buckets, pins, dolls, stuffed animals, uh, move, you know, books, movies, pins, whatever it is. They've made addicts out of all of us. Right. Absolutely. So. They, they've, it's like what Steve Jobs did with Apple. Yeah. They created, they created a prod, pro, uh, product that we didn't mm -hmm. know that we couldn't live without. That's right. Until we saw it. Mm-hmm. And then the thing is, is, is we all joke about, you know, just slap a Mickey Mouse on it and we'll buy it. Yeah. You know, like all day long, uh, Vinomation World, our buddy mm. uh, up at Vinomation World has been posting these, like, they've got a brand new uh, Stan Lee Vinomation. Mm, right. Like, got to have that. They've got a, a, a Vinomation. I'm going to tell you something that they said. Vinomation was not very successful. <laughs> Seriously? And I'm thinking to myself... Compared to what? Yeah. What, what are you measuring this thing against? Pins right. or right. stuffed animals or, you know, what? what? What's the measurement that you go, oh, well, Final Medicine kind of fell flat. Right. Yeah, they just released one from uh, they're going to bring out on Black Friday, that Stitch, when Stitch mm. dresses up like the like the Batman, he puts his head in the, oh. yeah, I'm like, holy crap. Well, be prepared, my little friends. Because two streams are now going to get crossed, and we're all going to get screwed. What two streams? Pop Funko and Disney. So if you were a Pop Funko addict, right? now they're bringing the Disney brand. Oh, yeah, totally. There is tons of stuff, and there is a lot more coming. And a lot of it is going to be exclusive to the parks. Right. Our buddy Jared's got a whole line coming out. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. That... That's just nasty. Because I like Pop Funko. I do too. But I can control it because it wasn't all Disney, you know. Yeah. You know, a couple of Disney things there, a couple of things, that was fine. But yeah. now that was, that's gone. Yeah, I did pretty good. I've only got a Rocket Raccoon, a Figment, and a, a Groot, mm. and a Doctor Who. And I'm in trouble now because yeah. it's like, yeah. oh, this onslaught of Disney stuff. Mm -hmm. All right, so what else was uh, was maybe not on the good list or are we doing Yeah, so then it kind of ended with a fizzle. Uh, it was called Mickey at the Movies. Ugh. I mean, yeah, we know Mickey's in the movies. We get it. You know, and there was a lot of times, this was one, and I probably happened. They they say these things like, 
well, this will be the first time you're ever going to see this. You know? For the first time right. in and we're forever. Like, no, we, we've seen that like at other Destination D or Expo right. events or, you know, some legend event or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, if you come to enough of these things, you see everything. Right. <laughs> you know. Now, right. I did not stay, but I heard it was spectacular. I was, I was shot. I was literally brain dead from sitting in a seat for eight hours, you know, doing nothing. I was, so I had to go home and get some rest. What did you miss? Uh, so this was the music of, uh, oh, that was the other thing, too, is they were, uh, it was like going to a movie. They were confiscating all your electronics. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was the music of Mary Poppins Returns with Mark Shaman and Scott Whitman. I heard these two. These are the two composers that supposedly uh, were that uh, did the music for this movie. I've heard they were, they were very funny. They were very entertaining, uh, and they only did an hour and a half shtick. You mean that? Uh, uh, what's his name? Richard Sherman. No, 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 no. The guy that did Moana, who was in Mary mm. Poppins, is not Lin Manuel. No, Lin Manuel did not did do not do any lyrics. No. Wow. Yeah. No. All right. I'm sure they're saving him for something else. I'm sure. Yeah, Moana 2, Electric yeah. Boogaloo. Yeah. Uh, so that was Saturday. Okay. Uh, it, it wasn't a bad day. Uh, Sunday uh, started with uh, Mickey's Lost Adventures uncovering the magic of Disney storytelling. Complete snooze fest. Yikes. Really? <laughs> Did not start off the day really good. Then next up, this was uh, an inside look. It's called Inside Mickey's True Original Exposition. And this is the thing that's in New York City. Right. They had the the guy that they hired to curate Mm -hmm. and -hmm. make all the stuff. It, It looks like a really fascinating, interactive, contemporary take on, uh, Mickey Mouse. Like there's, uh, an entire wall of old Mickey T-shirts. Oh, wow. And not ones they made just for the museum. Ones they went out to thrift stores and flea markets and bought all these old uh, Mickey T-shirts for this uh, exposition. And the the space, from what we heard, was just an empty box. And they built this entire thing. Oh, wow. This entire museum. I've seen some pictures. It yeah. looks amazing. Yeah. There's a, lot of, uh, there's a lot of what they're calling social media places to interact right you know get your instagram photos and selfie photos and all that kind of stuff it really looks good it's running till february and that they have to get a ticket uh and your ticket is for a certain time so pay attention to that uh if you are going to be in new york city it, it's really something that is a can't miss got your tickets yet uh not yet but i will uh then they had costuming mickey and minnie in the parks and this was kind of fun and interesting. Yeah? Yeah. So, like, how, how they make costumes and, uh, you know, what, you know, like, so in the parks, you know, Mickey's costume is a little different because he's always hugging people. Right. So he's got to be able to he's gotta breathe. hug. Yeah. yeah. It's got to be, you know, enough so he can move his arms around people. Mm-hmm. Um, but when they do, like, special events, well, maybe it's not that, you know, loosey-goosey. Right. Uh, Be more form-fitting. Yeah. And there was one guy 
that his job is all the special events around the world. And, like, so for the new costume that they have for Mickey's birthday, you know, the white suit with the confetti on it, well, that, you know, they had, like, 18 months to do. This other guy, Mark, you know, like, uh, Diane von Frustenberg wanted to do that uh, special dress for Minnie uh, for the 90th. Well, he had three days. So... Half of this panel has 18 months to do something, and then this poor guy gets like two or three days to literally get it on the the mouse. Right. <laughs> you know. Wow. So it's quite interesting hearing the process they go through, and the you know they look for textures and colors, and you know, uh, and the one like the character in the park are very detailed oriented costumes because you're close up taking a right. picture, right. so it's got to look good in that photo. Right. Uh, you know, on television, yeah, they don't have to have so many details. You're not, you know, seeing it from six inches away. Right. Well, it's like I'm I'm flipping through some pictures now, and there's pictures mm. of uh, Mickey and Minnie standing there with their holiday sweaters, mm-hmm. and it's just very ornate. Looks really, really good. Yeah. I'm sure that the TV version wouldn't have to be this nice. Yeah, probably not. Because there are people there. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. So it was quite interesting. That was a lot of fun. Uh, then they gave uh, Minnie a little shout out. This was all about Minnie. The next presentation mm-hmm. it was called totally mini totally mini totally mini none of this other mickey mouse crap yeah. totally yeah. mini totally mini now uh ashley Eckstein led this panel and then the voiceover panel makes so, sense yeah. she does voiceover work yep yeah. uh so it was nice to see ashley so it, katano yeah so it's funny i was getting my car on saturday night and she's literally standing next to me oh wow <laughs> yeah hi ashley and she was down, you know, I think she was looking down at her phone so, like, nobody would recognize her. Right. But I did. And just as I was going to turn to tell, ask her, she come on the show, she got in her car and left. Oh, dang it. I love her. Yeah. She's awesome. Yeah. Um, but this Totally Mini was pretty good. It was pretty informative. It, it was also kind of more stuff about costuming, you know, how Minnie's got eight bazillion dresses. Right. You know. She's a dress diva. Her closet is full. Yeah. What did they say? Mickey's got like 180 costumes here at Disney World for the parks. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. And what they did with that costume, too, is uh, every time they were talking about something, they would bring a, a Mickey out or a Minnie out in like that costume. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Mickey was I, pretty well, busy. I don't want to break the magic, but I wonder how many. Yeah. Yeah. Well, 76, you're up. Oh, boy. Yeah. Um, uh, then they had a Mickey Mouse Club moment, and this was from the 1989 version. You know, Christina Aguilera. Uh, Justin Bieber. Just, uh, no, Justin Timberlake. Whatever. <laughs> Britney Spears. You know. Yeah. And yikes. They all look very young. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. They were very young. That was pretty crazy. Uh, the next one was uh, Mickey in Pals at the Disney Parks. Uh, not so good? Not so good. Not really uh, uh, interesting. Now, why was it not that interesting? It was just boring. It was stuff that we've seen and heard and, you know. Now, if you weren't a Disney aficionado like we both are, mm. would you still feel yeah, the same pro- way? No, probably different. Okay. Yeah. So that's the thing. I mean, we're all kind of going at it. That's the downside of us. Yeah. Because when we go places, it's like, yeah, we know. Mm-hmm. 
you know, because we live in that world. Yeah. So, yeah, I could I could see that. But, hey, you know. Then they had another uh, animation academy. Uh, this was John Pomeroy, and he drew three characters in 30 minutes. Ooh. He went at it. He did. Did he now? Yeah. All right. Uh, that was pretty good. I, that was interesting to watch. Uh, you know, I, I guess it's interesting. They make it look so, you know, just draw the circle, put the lines. Right. Yeah, put the straight thing here. Just make like the, the nose. I'm like, no, dude. It, it takes you years of practice just to make the circle perfect. Not exactly true. Yeah. Because I, I've, I, and they say just do it with your elbow, and I've done mm-hmm. it, and I'm like, wow. Mm-hmm. And then you do the line, mm-hmm. and then you do the eyes. And mm-hmm. I actually, the one time I actually followed the instructions, mm-hmm. it almost looked right. Yeah. One day I'll go through those boxes, John, and pull out some of mine. Some of mine look like somebody puked, and it's yeah. like, oh, no, that's supposed to be Winnie the Pooh. Right. It's Winnie the something. Right. Uh, then after that, they had the whole catching up with the Mickey Minnie Runaway rail- Railway. Mm-hmm. Um, which I said. So they found um, – who gave it to them? Oh, the Disney family did. The Disney family – you ready for this? Sure. Give it to me. The Disney family gave uh, Imagineering the original whistles from Steamboat Willie. Wow. To make the whistle sound on the train. Wow. So there's, you know, you blow. Whoop, whoop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. So that was. Could you imagine, like, the person's going, the, the Foley artist is like, Walt, touch these lips. Yeah. That sounds like cigarettes. Yeah. <laughs> like the, guy, the guy's wife says, you're going to put your mouth on that? It's 90 years old. You don't know where it's been. <laughs> it's been in Walt's mouth. Shut yeah. up. Yeah. Yeah, it probably was. Um, they got, uh, the sound design guy who's doing the Disney shorts currently on television Uh-huh. because they, the, the concept of this ride is they're putting you in the current day shorts. Right. So don't go looking for your classic Mickey. No, it's all the new skinny he, Mickey. Yeah. He'd be, he'd be gone. He gone. This is, this is new age Mickey. You're getting contemporary Mickey. That's right. You know why? Because the millennials, all the kids knows. Yeah, yeah. It's all the kids. The millennials need to pay attention. Right. Um, so the guy who did that is doing this sound design, and they're saying that we're going to be blown away at what you are going to hear during this ride. I hope so because I remember the sound on the predecessor ride sucked. <laughs> Especially when they were doing the whole gangster scene, it was the worst. Well, hopefully they're. Putting some new speakers in. Uh, this doesn't seem like my kind of town. What do you say, Bugsy? <laughs> Get out of town. Well, maybe they need to fix the strip on the track. Oh, this is so bad. It was so bad. It was uh, then we had a dinner break. And then we had uh, a pate. It was called Mickey's PJ Pate. Whoop, 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 whoop. Which you did not attend? No, I attended this one. Okay, you just didn't wear your PJs. I just did not wear my PJs. Yeah. Uh, go commando? What'd you do? I just wore whatever it's wearing. Oh, okay. Thanksgiving shirt. Whew. All right. Um, not uh, very fun. <laughs> it 
Lower your expectations. Think like a regular person. There was uh, a line of tables with snacks. So they had like, you know, some candy snacks, M&M's and marshmallows and things like that. Then they had some cupcakes. Uh, they had some pretzels. Uh, they had iced tea or strawberry something, lemonade. lemonade. Yeah. Um, and that was it. I was like, Really? Huh? What? Blasting the Mickey Mouse rock tunes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No. The, well, it was funny. They did play uh, uh, Tony ba- Basil song, Mickey. Of course. Oh, Mickey, you're so fine. Yeah. You're so fine. I'm like, I hope they paid this poor woman her royalties finally. Oh, yeah. They should. Yeah. The way they are with, with music anymore. Uh, there was a DJ. And then up on the stage, they rolled out a 90, 90th birthday cake, which was huge. And Minnie popped out of it? No, that's what I was thinking. Mickey popped out of it? And that's also what I was thinking. Stitch popped out of it. No, nobody popped out. So then all the characters came. Um, Chip, Dale, Goofy, Clarabelle, Pluto, Mickey, Minnie in their new party outfits, Mm -hmm. their confetti outfits. They came and did that. Uh, And then... uh, you know, it was supposed to be that Minnie was giving Mickey the cake. So Mickey was on one side, Minnie was on the other, and then Mickey went over and gave Minnie a kiss. Mm. You know, the whole... And then confetti blew out of the cannons. and mm. you know, It was cute. cute. They are pushing Claire Bell Cow this year. Yes. She is back with a yeah. vengeance. Yeah. Uh, oh, I don't... Did I talk about the... Oh. I don't know where it is. Uh, and then Donald, Daisy, Pluto, Goofy came in their pajamas. Okay. To the party, and they were on the floor, you know, dancing with everybody. Uh huh. And like I said, it was very hard to get a picture because there was just so many people. You know, there was really no line. There was no no character handlers at all. I mean, I kind of felt sorry for Goofy. At one point, he was like right in front of the table we were sitting at. Right. And he started, like, at one point, and then every time a, a different person came up, he, like, took a step back. He almost wound up outside the door by the time he was done. Really? He just kept stepping back. I don't know why. Huh. Uh, but these characters were kind of funny because uh, I, I know Pluto did it, Goofy did it. They were really busting out their dance moves. You know, Get whenever it. the song changed, they were doing, Get you know, it. that dance. Right. Because uh, the DJ was saying, oh, now you have to do the whatever dance. You know, and they were they were getting into it and doing it. So good, good for them. Then they had a couple of artists actually drawing their art right there live oh, in cool. front of you. you Anybody know, we know? Uh, no, uh, painting or you know whatever their medium was. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was really it. I almost stayed till the end, and then I bugged out. I don't know, fifteen twenty minutes before it ended. Beat the rush. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. what was your favorite thing? I'm going to say the voices right. with uh, Bill and Brett. I'm going to say that. I'm going to say the costuming thing was pretty good. And there was another one. Uh, oh, I like the collecting, too. And then there was a presentation that uh, Alex Wright, uh, Wyatt, and Jason Grant did. Oh, cool. Those guys are always funny. You know, it's like the Three Stooges, the right. two of them. Three of them. Right, right. Um, and that wasn't that. That was good too. That was entertaining. What was that about? I can't remember what the hell that was about. Now, 
really made an impact on you. Yeah. Yeah. So what would you like to see Disney do in two years when it comes back? Right? Comes back next yeah. year after next. Yeah. Not next year because that's the answer for you. Right. Uh, I think they have to break up the day. You know, like have a morning of panels and then maybe something to do, some kind of activity stuff in the afternoon. Right. Uh, you know, where we can do or hit, touch or whatever. You know, maybe take us on a tour or something. Mm-hmm. I think they need to split it up a little bit. The other thing they have to fix is food. Disney is horrible with events and food. Right. The expo, terrible experience trying to get lunch. Destination Day, terrible experience trying to get lunch. I did not find out until the second day, Sunday, that I can they had they did have food now for breakfast, lunch and dinner outside on the portico chair, which they had in the previous year. So kudos, good good step forward. Right. But what I didn't I went out to get a snack, a bag of chips and a a drink and the the catering manager was out there he's like hey what do you think i said well i didn't have lunch here i don't you know can't tell you what i think he's like uh well you can have lunch here today i said i think i am because i said my friends are wanting to go into the park and i think it's gonna be chaos and mayhem so it's like you know you can pre-purchase and all you do is you come up with the thing and you know grab your food and you'll get out in like 10 seconds why aren't you telling everybody this when they sign up for this damn event? Right. He says, yeah, we're trying to work that out with uh, D23 so that when you buy your ticket, you can then say, oh, I want breakfast and lunch or I want lunch and dinner, you know, or I just want lunch, whatever. Right. And you prepay and they'll, you know, send you a coupon or something that gets validated and boom. I'm like, dude. The left got, hand does not know what the yeah, right hand is doing. You got to push a little harder. Yeah. You know, you gotta dig a little deeper. Yeah, I will tell you. Saturday night, Saturday night, yeah, Saturday night, we went for dinner at California Grill. What a shock! <laughs> I'm so shocked that you have Resi. No, let's tell you. How, let me tell you how we snuck in there. How you snuck in? All right. So we go to the little yeah front desk there, and we say uh, we don't have reservations, but can we eat up at the lounge? And she's like, "Oh, hold on, let me check." Oh yeah, there, there's uh, there's room up there because they don't allow a certain amount right. of people in that area. Sure. So like, oh cool. So there really weren't any. There was like the benches, but no table, right. like to sit on. Like, well, we could sit here, but where are we gonna put food once right. it gets delivered? Right. So over by the sushi area was you know that bar with those right. those chairs there. So we're like, oh, let's go sit there. So we go and sit there. Oh no. Oh nay nay. That. Is not just walk-up seating. Really? That is like their overflow. When they have too many reservations, they put people there so that they can have a place to sit. So a guy came over and said, you know, do you have the... We're like, no, we just, you know, sat down. He's like, oh. He says, why don't one of you come with me to the uh, reservation desk and let's get you checked in so that they can assign you to the seat and then we'll... You know, start serving your food. Nice, sort of. Yeah, we got lucky, really, because yeah. they could have said, "You know what? We are just way too full tonight." Right. And they could have, but yeah. they're greedy. So yeah, yeah. yeah. The table's there. Might yeah. as well fill it. Right. So got we were a whole talking to the people. We were talking to the sushi chefs in front of us, 
making sushi all night. I said, take I said, so how many sushi rolls do you think you make in a night? It's probably over a hundred. Yeah. It's not like it was, but it's still yeah. pretty good. That's, that wasn't bad. wasn't bad. Yeah. That Spicy menu's changed roll. completely. Yeah. yeah. That menu's changed a lot. Yeah. And I, I will tell you this. Knowing what things cost up there, the prices have gone way up. Right. What do you think the uh, oak filet mignon now costs up there, John? Uh, I would probably say around the neighborhood of 65 Close, 54 Yeah. Yeah. It used to be $10 less. Because here's the thing. They're not, they're not competing with the neighboring restaurants. Mm-hmm. <coughs> well, they're, they're competing with themselves. They're, they're competing with the price. Yeah. Because you can go to Kappa and get a $65 filet that'll knock you on your socks. But you get that same $54 filet at at the uh, California Grill, and it might not blow your socks off. Right. You know, but if you go over to Bull and Bear and you pay $65 for that filet, it's going to do some damage in a good way. Right. So Disney's not necessarily comp- competing with quality; they're competing mm. with just price. It's like, well, yeah. they're charging they're charging sixty, so we'll charge we'll charge fifty four. Right. It's still the same old fillet that you've been doing. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um. So overall, it mm. wasn't a horrible event. No. It wasn't a great event. It wasn't horrible. Did you think great. it was going to be better than it was? Um. Heck, got hot, didn't it? Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't bad. Yeah, it did. Uh, yeah, it wasn't bad. And the uh, the other tip I'll tell you is when they do this event and they have the Mickey's at Glendale, I went on Friday to pick up my stuff, right? And pick up my credentials, pick up the the little loot bag, swag bag, mm-hmm. and then I said, ah, let me go pop in, you know, Mickey's at Glendale. There's a whole big queue line. I think I said, do you have to make a time for that? No, you used to. That was when they just have that event. Then you had uh. to. This was show up and get lucky. Luckily, I saw. Uh, friends of ours, Bob and Tony. Mm-hmm. So I, there were a couple people in front of me, so I went over there, <laughs> hung out with them, we chit-chatted. But it took us an hour and a half to get through that line. And then I've come to find out that the mix of merchandise at Mickey's is not that great. They had some, first they had on Friday some Runaway Train T-shirts, hmm. you know, which was for the Imagineers. Mm-hmm. So I don't think we're going to see it in the park. At least not that design. We'll get something else. But they did not make any shirts above a large. Ouch. That rules are, me out. Are there no fat Imagineers? <laughs> I mean, come on. Uh, then they had a runaway train jacket, denim jacket, embroidered. Beautiful. A buck and a quarter. Yeah. But, I mean, that's a jacket that you can get a lot of use out yeah. of. It costs you a buck fifty to get into this event. Yeah, no, two twenty-five. Two twenty-five. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No. I'd buy a buck and a quarter jacket versus yeah. the two twenty-five. Uh, so then, I, uh, what I found out is, if you go and then if there's a boring event going on, presentation that you, you go over to and there's nobody in the store. Ah, because they're all in the event. That's right. Wow. I was literally in there with like three other people. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is fantastic. Uh, this look, is I can look like, at stuff. I don't have anybody pushing me. I'm not rushed. Me. Yeah, I'm not rushed. I don't feel like I have to grab things. And then I went back and find out that they put out embroidered Toy Story Land hats with the date, opening date on the back. Did you? 
got one. Yeah. Ding, ding. And then they had an embroidered uh, uh, Toy Story Land uh, polo shirt. Like, gorgeous. I said to the girl, I said, do you have this, like, in a 2X? No. We only have shirts up to a large. Get out. What Why? the hell? Did you put all the Imagineers on a diet? Well, I mean, it wasn't that it was, it was your Sid that was telling me that they're starting to get shirts in like the three and four X. Yeah, I was four saying, and five yeah. X. Yeah, so yeah. they're sort of listening. I mean, most yeah. Disney fans are not skinny. all skinny. Yeah. I mean, there are some large Disney fans. Oh yeah, Ooh, you know, so that's good. Yeah, so there's some interesting things in there. Uh, I did buy a little vest puffer jacket. Uh, it says Imagineering on it. Right. And I bought a polo shirt uh, in a color I don't have. Because <laughs> I do have quite a few Imagineers. Yeah, you, yeah, you do. Yeah. Well, they know a sucker when they see one. I mean, a loyal fan yeah. when they see one. Yeah. <laughs> so I was asking her about these Toy Story Land shirts. I said, "Are we going to see these in the park?" She goes, "They're not in the park." I'm like, no. There's there's a tag on here that says MOG exclusive. I'm assuming that's Mickey's a Glendale exclusive. I'm not going to see this in the park. She's like, "Hey, you may never know." Mm-hmm. I'm fairly confident that this is not going to yeah, be in a park uh, when it says Mickey's at Glendale. Yeah, people. Yeah, that's cool. Well, I'm glad you had a good time. Yep. Uh, the Bob Chappick event looked like it was amazing, but that seems to be like the biggest. Yeah, it's the best part of the whole thing, right? And I think, and I was, I was saying this to other people too. I think we're all really deep down park fans. You know, probably more than Disney fans, right? And we're looking for more park, park stuff. Park news, yeah. yeah. We're well, looking for an expo type event. Yeah, and that's where the expo will come in. But yeah. the thing about the expo is nine times out of ten, it's almost the same exact mm-hmm. content. Yeah. You know, except when you go to the expo, it's a whole lot of Disneyland, mm-hmm. a little bit of Walt Disney World, right. and then a whole lot of stuff in lands on places that we yeah. can't go to yeah. often. Right. You know, Shanghai, Hong, Hong Kong, Kong, Paris. Paris. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Anything else? Uh, no. All right. Well, that's cool. If you got questions, shoot uh, shoot to an email, DisneyParksPodcast at gmail.com. You can always leave a comment here in the comment section here. Jan's been peppering us with all sorts of stuff. She uh, keeps us on our toes here. Any questions we need to answer? Um, she does make a comment about you'll get a lot of use of a jacket in Orlando. You'd be surprised. Well, I did because that day it happened to be... 56 when I woke up. Yeah. I mean, it gets a little chilly. Yeah. You know? I'm really just taking it to Jersey. Right. Yeah. Uh, all right. So we want to uh, encourage you guys to find us at DisneyParksPodcast at gmail.com. Uh, so if you want to send us an email, find us at DisneyParksPodcast.com. You can find all of our show archives there as well as our blog posts, links to all of our sponsors. Excuse me. And find us on... Facebook and Instagram and YouTube at Disney Parks Podcast. You can also find us on the Twitter at Disney Podcaster. And uh, if we don't see you online, then we will see you in the parks. The Disney Parks Podcast is not affiliated with the Walt Disney Company. All Disney parks, attractions, lands, shows, event names, etc. are registered trademarks of the Walt Disney Company. Like a boat out of the blue, fate steps in and sees you through.